Welcome to Follow the Herd on VIC Radio. Another great week. I'm here with Connor Wood. My name is Matt Kane. Connor, how are you doing today? Doing really well. Uh, it's been a really good, fun week of NCAA basketball that we're gonna we're gonna get to later in the show. But really, just enjoying some some sports right now. Really enjoying some nice weather out here in Ithaca. It's been definitely really nice the past couple of days. Able to sit outside. Um, the, the energy's high today. Yeah, I mean, I, I wore shorts for a couple of days. I mean, I usually wear shorts anyways, but like, I it, it was it was a really nice day to wear some shorts this week. Um, but definitely NCAA is going on. We're gonna talk about that later. But right now, we're gonna start with some NFL offseason update. We've been doing this update since we started, uh, but it's it's a pretty big update, uh, bigger than JJ Wan, in my opinion. Dak Prescott finally got signed by the Cowboys. Yes, the Cowboys are overpaying yet another player. He signed a four-year, $160 million, uh, max uh, deal. The max value is $164 million, $126 million guaranteed with no trade clause or tag. And year one, he is getting $75 million and a $66 million signing bonus. The rest of the three years are around $42 million. Connor, what are your thoughts on this uh, contract? I mean, you know, when we were live on VIC Radio last week, we were talking about Dak Prescott and the numbers that we think that we should have gotten. And, you know, we threw out numbers like 37, 38. I definitely don't think he should be paid as much as Deshaun Watson. You know, Dak Prescott is undoubtedly a top 10 quarterback. I, I don't dispute that fact. But I also don't think he's a quarterback worth making $42 million a year and $75 million in his first year of his contract after breaking his ankle. We, we don't know if he's going to be able to be as mobile of a quarterback as he was in previous seasons or if he's going to turn into that that pocket quarterback guy. Now, obviously, I mean, I've broke my ankle in the past. I have a plate in my ankle. It's easy. It's able to be rehabbed. But when you're playing a sport like football where you're going to be constantly getting hit, I just I'm concerned that we're overpaying someone who may be a little timid when he first comes back out on the field. Yeah, I mean, even... You know, you look at a guy like Carson Wentz, who was playing phenomenal before his injury. He got hurt, and then it looked like he just uh, downgraded ever since. Uh, and, you know, now he's obviously had an awful season and headed over to the Indianapolis Colts via trade. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Cowboys definitely overpaid him. The, the thing I like about what the Cowboys did is they used the tag and uh, combined, so it doesn't look that bad, and he's not taking up the amount of, uh, cap space that people that would think given 75 million for the first year that's that's insane but still I would have not done this um, I, I would consider him very lucky because I think Jerry Jones was very stubborn about it and I think that this was the point he was probably he was probably told to do it to be honest because we don't see Jerry Jones he even said um, if I wanted one guy to take advantage of me um, with the, with the contract via money, it would be Dak Prescott, and that's who we saw. Even though they have, they they've overpaid for literally Jalen Smith, Ezekiel uh, Elliott, I the list goes on and on. We, we talk about overpaying players. I mean, I remember a couple of days ago after this this contract was signed, you sent us from the, the 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 best social media page TikTok. You sent us a TikTok that was made about all the Cowboys overpaying players, and it was this really that's... guy singing in a super high pitched voice, and I just. I thought that was really funny. And it, it's it's factual. Cowboys are overpaying so many players and are looking at an 8-8 eight and eight or a 9-7 and seven season. Yeah, I mean, uh, even looking back, 
Tony Romo, he got paid. I think it was it was it was a good amount of money back in the day, like when, you know, because obviously the market's changing. But he got money paid back in the day. He went to three playoff. He played in three playoff games, I think. Yeah, with a record of one and three, or maybe two. Maybe he he, he, has, he two. He, does, he has two playoff wins. I think he's two and three, or two and two, but. Nonetheless, no, probably two and three. Two and two would mean that he went to the two and you know won it. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, yeah, I, I think you're if you're Dallas, you're looking at another eight and eight game or eight, eight, eight and eight season, nine and seven, unless you could really fix up that defense. And you know, nine and seven probably is going to be enough to make the playoffs, given the NFC East, unless something turns around and with the Giants, Eagles, or football team, which football team would be trending up depending on the quarterback that they got. But no, Dak is can consider yourself lucky, Dak. I don't I, think anyone else would have paid that. I think the biggest thing with this deal, and I I uh, was actually talking with one of my friends on this on on Twitter a couple of days ago. He said Jerry Jones did it again after Dak Prescott got signed, and and I tweeted back at him and I was like, we we can't give Jerry Jones credit for this. We can't. There's no reason Jerry Jones gets credit for this after Dak was tagged last year, and you. You oversigned a running back instead of your quarterback. It, if you overvalue your running back instead of your quarterback, you, you 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 can't be given credit for this. You got the deal done, and that's fine. You have Dak Prescott as your quarterback. You're not getting any credit from me, Jerry. I don't know. I, I'm giving him some credit for actually going there and signing him because he could have just not signed him and called it a day. Um but he knew that if he didn't do that, then Dak was going to go into free agency next year if they didn't tag him and get a boatload of money. Sure, he needed so he to. He needed to do so this. So he got the he, deal done. <laughs> That's the credit I'm giving him because he got the deal done. He realized that you know you're going to need him, and he got the deal. But that's why I'm giving him credit. That's that's all I have to say about about Jerry Jones. I I don't think he deserves not a lot of credit, but at the end of the day, he got the deal done and. Dak's going to be their quarterback for the next four years and probably after that, depending on uh, what happens. So some credit goes to Jerry Jones for that. Um, so we saw Dak get paid. We know how the football market goes. You see someone get paid, at least for quarterbacks. You see someone get paid, other quarterbacks get hungry. So who do you think is the next quarterback with the big deal? Notably, Lamar, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield have contracts expiring next year. And it's probably Sam Donald, right? Yeah, Sam Donald, my boy. You know what? Don't give up on Sam. Don't give up on Sam. This week, this week of NFL free agency, which we'll get into in a little bit, is very crucial for Sam. If they go out and get the guys that I think they will, I think he'll be the quarterback of the Jets. But we can get into that later. Um, who's next for the big quarterback deal? I don't think it's going to be Baker. I, I think he will get paid. I think he could be a Cleveland Brown, but I don't think Baker's going to be the next big deal. Um, Josh Allen, I think if he has a really good year this year, I think he could be in line for a big deal. But I think Lamar, I think Lamar Jackson could be the quarterback with the next big deal just because of the way that he's completely changed the Ravens. And you can say the same about Josh Allen. He's changed the Bills. But just the way that Lamar Jackson's completely changed the Ravens, I, I think they are going to value him 
much higher than these other teams are going to value other quarterbacks. I think they're both going to have really similar contracts, but I'm going to give the edge to Lamar. And I don't, if I was the GM, I would easily pick Josh Allen out of those three quarterbacks because Josh is, I, and in my opinion, I think Josh is a top five quarterback, but uh, Lamar is probably going to get the edge because of how much the Ravens love him. And that's not even saying oh, that Josh Allen isn't loved by the Bills, but you know, they literally love Lamar and they don't understand that the guy's a running back. So they're going to pay him quarterback money uh, at the end of the day. And he's got the MVP season over Josh Allen and Baker, even though Josh Allen was second in MVP voting this last year, losing to uh, the man, the myth, the legend. But um, no, I, I'd give the edge to Lamar here, definitely, because of how much the Ravens love him. You know, my, my question is, hypothetically here, the Ravens go out, they're led by Lamar Jackson, they win a Super Bowl this year. That's a Super Bowl and an MVP in his first three seasons as a starting quarterback. What kind of money does he get compared to Patrick Mahomes then in that sense? I, I don't think it's close, but I think he's going to be looking for that if he has great success this season. Uh, I don't think he's going to get anywhere close to that. Patrick Mahomes money. I don't think anybody really is going to get anything close to Patrick Mahomes money. I don't think we're going to see a 10-year deal anytime soon. Uh, but he probably would get close to that. If they went to the Super Bowl, they're... spoiler alert, if you're a Ravens fan, you're not going to the Super Bowl. Hate to break it to you. But anyway, yeah, if, if they went to the Super Bowl, they got a lot of work on. They could make it to the Super Bowl. But if they did, and he won, then yeah, he's going to get, he's going to be the second highest paid quarterback. Um he was going to pass Dak because it's Dak now, right? Yeah, it's got to be Dak now because yep. Watson's it's, after that. Yeah, Mahomes, Dak, Watson, and then I don't know who the next not, one is. It's not even like Lamar is a bad quarterback because he obviously poses a real big threat that we saw in the Cleveland Browns game uh, towards the end of that game when he was running and they collided, collapsed on him or they were going to collapse on him and left Marquise Brown wide open. So he's got that threat where people are like, oh, is he going to run or throw? I just don't think he is a talented a talented of a quarterback. Um, obviously, he's great using his feet. But when, when we're talking about quarterback talent, I don't think he's he's top 10. I mean, I'd probably put him in top 10 because of the threat that he poses. But I don't know. It's crazy looking back on the 2018 NFL draft in terms of quarterbacks because – we thought after the first year, uh, Lamar Jackson sat most of the year. Uh, Josh Allen was super inconsistent. Um, and then Lamar Jackson wins an MVP, and everyone's like, the best quarterback was drafted 32nd overall in that draft. Like, the Ravens got their guy at the end of the first round, and then we move forward, and Josh Allen's consistent. And he's playing really well, and the team is flowing. Now, is that the addition of Stephon Diggs? Is that with new offensive coordinator Brian Dable? I, I don't know, but all I know is that I think I can confidently say now that Josh Allen is the best quarterback to come out of the 2018 NFL draft. Yeah, he, he's easily the best quarterback to come out of that draft. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does in the future. I think he's got a really bright future. Um, but moving on to someone that had a really good future, <laughs> I don't know. The guy doesn't age. Tom Brady. Uh, signed a one-year extension through the 2022 NFL season, uh, meaning that he probably is playing more. Yay. Uh, he signed 
uh, or he actually saves the Buccaneers 19 million off the cap. So, Connor, you come down to the reality, we're going to see Tom Brady for two more seasons. Not one, but two. I think it'll be two more. The, the, the one thing that I want to add about his contract, that it was a – he signed a four-year extension that they then condensed to a one-year to, to save the Buccaneers their cap space so that they can go out and re-sign their players um, and, and go for another Super Bowl run. So, I mean, Tom Brady's always been known of doing that for his teams to – build a team around him and I we're going to be talking about the Chiefs here after after Tom but yeah you know as much as I didn't like watching Tom Brady in New England and as much as I didn't like him holding up a seventh trophy you, you have to respect him you have to I you have to respect him in what way uh, do I respect what do you mean him? in what way do I respect him for doing this heck yeah He's the only quarterback I've ever seen that would do this. And that's the only thing I like about him is he cares about his team around him. And that's obviously paid off for him. He's got seven rings. But do I respect him as a player? <laughs> Why would I do that? Matt, we've had the ability as teenagers okay. watching the best quarterback to ever play the game of football. Okay, right. I just don't like his personality. I mean, we see the guy literally cry on the sidelines, not even shake Nick Foles' hands twice, and not even shake Jared Goff's hand, even though Jared Goff shook his hand in the Super Bowl when they were humiliated, that offense was humiliated. I don't like that side of him. Do I like him as a competitor? Sure. But I just don't like the personality of Tom. I don't. Th I think he's a sore and, loser. And you know what? I can agree with you there. I can agree with you there. But it's just the fact of how – yeah, right. I, I get that. I just don't respect the guy. Why why would I after why would I respect someone that I don't think has good character? Like this is just I, I guess you're making a good you're making a good point there. His character is a little off, but at the end of the day, he's a seven time Super Bowl champ and and takes cap hits and takes less money for his team to still to stay competitive. So for that factor, I have to respect him. Um I don't know how much longer I want to see him in the NFL through 2022. Okay. Hang up the cleats. You're done, Tom. I, I don't want to see him anymore. But we also have to realize that we're witnessing greatness. I mean, I'm just thinking back to go chat. Um, the Green Bay game. We are previewing it. You want him to put up his cleats right there. You're like, get out of I here. Di I do. I don't want Tom Brady in the league anymore. You, you just said the opposite just now. You said, right. I don't want yeah. Tom Brady in the league anymore, but knowing that he's signing this extension, like, okay, one more year, two more years, whatever. And then I want it to be done. Okay. Um, you know, moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs. They had to release both their offensive tackles. Obviously, they, they have, they're going to have cap space problems in the future. Mitchell Swartz. And Eric Fisher both released. Eric Fisher was the first uh, pick in the 2016 draft, I'm pretty sure. Um, so Patrick Mahomes, no offensive line right now, really. Still going to be a great. He's still going to be great. No doubt about that. Patrick Mahomes is an incredible athlete. I think the Chiefs just left their Super Bowl window. We, we saw what happened in the Super Bowl without an offensive line. Patrick Mahomes ran 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage. 
you know, they'll take away his two offensive tackles. What is every game going to be like? Patrick Mahomes is still going to be great, and the Chiefs still have an immense amount of talent on the outside. But, Matt, I mean, to your point, on the first episode of Follow the Herd about how important the offensive line is in the NFL, without two offensive tackles, I think they they are out of their championship window. I don't. Th- I wouldn't go all the way to say they're out of their championship window because we haven't seen what they would do this offseason. And uh, plus, they have the guard coming back who opted out of the 2020 season um, because wasn't he like a doctor or something? Yeah, he went under the front lines, Tardif. Yeah, so he's going to be back. And then, you know, we don't know what they're going to do in the offseason. So I wouldn't say they're out of their Super Bowl window. I would say confidently I don't think they're going to be the one seed in the AFC. Possibly not the two seed, depending on Carson, what Carson wants to do with the Colts. Right now, I got the 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 Bills won, and then if Carson Wentz comes back to what he once was, at least the year before last year, I think the Colts would be two, and then I would see the Browns possibly making a run for three. With the, I think Chiefs at the end of the day will probably be three or two, uh, but I could see the Browns trying to make a run there, and then. I, don't, I have no idea from the NFC or the AFC East who can make a run. It's it's honestly coming down to who is going to be hot and who I think is going to be tell you, I can tell you it's, it's not, not going to be the Patriots after re-signing Cam Newton. I would not. I, would, I wouldn't say that. I You never know. I just never know what he's going to pull up. His, Bill Belichick's going to pull up his sleeve. They could still draft a quarterback and possibly change it up in the midseason and have one of those runs. Um, but no, the AFC East to me is, other than the Bills, is a very, it's just a huge question mark. Um, but no, I, I think the this offseason, this offseason free agency opening up on Monday, and then the draft coming up in a little bit over a month is going to be incredibly important for the AFC East because there's a lot of teams in there that need the players Miami, the Jets. Um, they all need players for their teams to get better. And with the Jets having the second most cap space in the NFL, I think they're the team that is going to be the most improved out of those three. Yeah. Um, like I was saying, I think Chargers can even make a run if they if they get the right guys at the free agency, especially with Derwin James out of the whole season last year. Um, I think they had some other injuries on defense. Um, so I think if they get an offensive line, this offseason and they work on their defense a little more. The new coach isn't, wasn't the defensive coordinator of the Rams too. So, I mean, yeah. So I I think that they could, they could make a run in the AFC West, probably not beat the chiefs, but um, possibly make it to the playoffs. I don't know because the the AFC is much better than the NFC. No doubt. A hundred percent. So I don't really know. We're coming up on the 20-minute mark in at 45 seconds. So we're going to go to our first break, but don't worry. When we come back, we are going to do a little fun game NFL free agency, and then we're going to move on to NCAA basketball. Huge weekend, um, especially with Selection Sunday. Today, you know, we're recording this. Yeah, we recorded this yesterday, but it's on today. Um, so we're going to catch a break right now. And then we will be back on VIC Radio. VIC Radio is the voice of Ithaca College. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. Want to help bring a little more love to your campus community? 
I see Random Acts of Kindness Club meets every Monday from 8 to 9 p.m. in the business school, room 104. Stop by to socialize, participate in fun events, get creative, and be kind. For more information, please email randomactsofkindnessic at gmail.com. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. Welcome back to Follow the Herd on VIC Radio. We are back. Like I said, we're going to start out with a little NFL free agency. We're calling it NFL free agency matchup, I guess. Uh, it's a little game. We did a game last week. Punch that team in for the NCAA basketball. Pretty much counter, self-explanatory. I think you know how to do it because I already explained it to you. But for the viewers out there, I'm just going to give out some names on the NFL free agency, the top guys, and we're pretty much just going to match it up with the best situation that we believe that a team can afford him and the best situation for him team-wise. So we're going to start out with wide receiver Kenny Galladay. I think he's going to go to New York, um, but he's not going to be wearing the green and white. I think he's going to be in the in the Giants blue. I think they're going to be trying to get a – Really good offensive or a really good offense for Daniel Jones because I do think that they believe in Daniel Jones, but he needs a better receiver. He does. And Evan Ingram as your tight end can't be your number one receiver when he's also dropping so many passes. So I, th- I think Kenny Galladay could fit in really well with the Giants. So I- I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay going to the New York Giants. I'm going to agree with you there. I think another team, I think the best situation for him, though, like if I had to match him up, I'm going with the Colts because, you know, you're going to give Carson Wentz that wide receiver number one. And I think that's really key for a guy like Carson. So I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. Next up, we got Will Fuller, wide receiver, played for the Texans last year. Connor, where are you picking him? I'm going to have him go to the Miami Dolphins. I I think they're going to want to get that fast receiver, um, kind of like what Tua had with Devonta Smith in in college, um, and and Jalen Waddle when he had those targets in um, Alabama, and he really didn't have those super fast, speedy targets that could go down the field in Miami last year. And I I, I think they're going to try to build their offense around Tua, and for him to be the most successful. So I have Will Fuller going to the Dolphins. I don't even think Dolphins are going to even bite on Will Fuller because I think they're going to take a wide receiver with their first uh, pick in the draft. But nonetheless, I think Will Fuller is going to be a Packer just because they had that uh, – just because the the Packers tried to trade for them, couldn't get it for a third-round pick. Like, I'm surprised that even go through. But anyways, um, I'm kind of happy it didn't go through because of the things he, he went through. But I think it's going to be a Packer – Obviously very interested. Guy get Aaron Rodgers, another threat um, to be a Super Bowl contender. And actually, I don't know. That statement is very subjective. Aaron Jones, Packers running back, long time. Well, not long time, for you. I have Aaron Jones going to the Dolphins as well. I, I, I think the Dolphins are going to want a running back because they're going to want to take a lot of pressure off of Tua. And I think Aaron Jones could be that running back there. I have to agree with you. I really don't. I love Aaron Jones, but I just don't want him on the Packers. I don't think he's worth signing. I don't think a running back is worth signing unless it's CMC, Saquon, maybe. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Cook. Yeah, Saquon. Cook, Saquon, and Derrick Henry. Um, 
So I, I think he's going to be a Dolphin. Take care of him. Um, next, we got Richard Sherman, cornerback. Bad good back in his day. Now he's just there. I'm going to have him going to the New York Jets. Um, I think he's the number one spot for him to go. He has talked up Robert Sala and the New York Jets ever since the uh, the Jets hired Sala as their head coach. So I, I think the Jets are the surefire place for Richard Sherman to go. Um, I'm going to go with the Raiders because I think Gruden's going to want that piece on his defensive uh, backfield as, at the cornerback. So, um, yeah, I think I think Jets are obviously a viable option with that connection, but I don't think the Jets are necessarily going to look to add players at the, that position um, because, we, like we talked about, we got a, a lot of uh, – you know, you've said a lot of, you know, the Jets, where they could go. So I'm going to go with him on the Raiders. Next up, we got Joe Thune. Uh Joe Thune is either going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars or the New York Jets. Um, again, I th- Joe Douglas of the New York Jets is huge on offensive linemen and building his team around the offensive line. So I think the number one um, – prospect that the Jets could be going after prospect free agent is is Joe Thune because they 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 need that offensive line talent but also I could see the Jaguar the Jaguars going after him because they want to practice or um, protect Trevor Lawrence um these teams have the two most cap space I think it could come down to a bidding war between these two teams I'm gonna pick the Baltimore Ravens I think that this guy would be huge on your offensive line I think it's gonna be a probably their final piece to having a really dominant offensive line to block for Lamar Jackson and, you know, Lamar, the running back. Um, next, we got Kyle Van Noy released by the Dolphins uh, this week. Yeah, released after released after one year on a four-year contract. Um, I see him going back to New England. I think he'll fit really well back in New England um, as a linebacker there and another good force on the, on the defense. He's a good linebacker. I don't know why Miami released him. He just, he just so I, I really, think he'll still be very he, he had a good I think he'll he, be viable in Miami or in New England. He just didn't have that good of a year. He he was good on the, the uh, Patriots. So I'm I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I think the Patriots bring him back. I think the I think the Patriots are gonna try start to try to re get a reunion with some of their old guys. <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe. Um who knows? Um next we got Bud Dupree. He was a stealer. I've got Bud Dupree going to the Oakland Raiders. I think ever since Vegas. Khalil Mack – or the Vegas Raiders. Oh, my gosh, Oakland. Uh, ever since Khalil Mack was traded to Chicago, there hasn't really been that huge pass rush ability in Oakland. And now also with Trey Hendrickson being a free agent, I also – he came from New Orleans Saints. My bad. Um but with Bud Dupree, I really just think that he can go and be a really good pass rush option for the Las Vegas Raiders. Bud Dupree, I got him going to the Giants. Um, I think he could – you know, the Giants were supposedly in the J.J. Watt race towards the beginning maybe, um, and they didn't get him. But I think, you know, getting an edge guy like Bud Dupree, who was amazing on that Steelers defense, as we know, um, I think he would be very uh, – he'd be a star on the Giants' defense. Staying with a Steeler, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think Juju's going to be a Jet. I think the Jets the Jets need to sign 
a wide receiver in free agency in order for them to have any sort of improvement at the quarterback position? Because whether you draft Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or Trey Downing, then get Trey Lance later in the draft, um, it doesn't matter if you don't have targets around you. So I, I think they're going to try to bring in Juju. One thing to look out for, Juju and Sam Donald played at USC together. Juju said that he wanted to play with Sam Donald again. I think if we see Juju Smith-Schuster signed by the Jets, there's going to be an interesting development. We may not see Sam Donald traded. It could wind up coming down to a battle in training camp or something along those sorts. I'm not entirely sure. Juju wants to be with Sam. I see Juju going to the Jets. I got Juju to the Steelers. I don't. I don't care about their rumors. I just, I think Juju's going to be a Steeler. I said it, was it the first episode or the second? I think it was the last episode, last Sunday. I, I think, I genuinely think Juju's going to be a Steeler next year. Um, moving forward, Jameis Winston, probably the, the best quarterback right now in free agency. I think he's going to stay in New Orleans. I think with everything that's going on with Drew Brees, hasn't retired yet, but is seeming as if he's going to retire. Um, I just think they're going to – and Taysom Hill was tagged last year, making a boatload of money that he shouldn't have. I think Jameis Winston's just the most viable option for New Orleans right now, and they, they need to resign him. I don't know. Um, it's a tough call. I'm going to side with you on New Orleans. I think he could also go to the Texans as, like, a backup spot for Deshaun, just in case all everything breaks loose. Like, uh, but at the end of the day, I also think the Texans are going to trade Deshaun and they're going to get a quarterback out of it, whether wherever it is. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I'm going to agree with you on the Saints. Last one, Hunter Henry, tight end for the Chargers. I see Hunter Henry also going to the Giants. I mentioned when we were talking about Colin, Kenny Galladay, um, that Evan Ingram was their one target and he drops way too many passes. Um, can't have that for, for a tight end. He's supposed to be a big body out there who's able to catch the ball and, and be able to give you some yards. And Hunter Henry's been that for his entire career with Los Angeles. And I, I could see him going back to the Chargers, but I just think the better fit for him is with the Giants. Uh, I think he's going to be in the NFC, AFC East, excuse me, and I think it's either between the Patriots and the Bills, but I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think bringing in a guy, you know, you haven't had a good tight end since Rob Gronkowski's left. So I think bringing him in for Cam Newton, who just got signed yesterday, um, I think bringing him in as a big, big guy, big threat would be really key on your offense. I can also think the Bills, I just don't think the Bills have enough money to outbid the Patriots. So I'm going to go with the Patriots here. So that is all for the NFL free agency matchup game, whatever you want to call it. We didn't really come up with it really that good of a name, but we're going to be back on VIC radio with NCAA basketball update. And then the go to a question of the week. We'll see you guys after the break. VIC radio is the voice of Ithaca college. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. Planned Parenthood Generation Action is a student activist group that works directly with the Planned Parenthood of the Southern Finger Lakes and the Planned Parenthood Action Fund. They are dedicated to keeping Ithaca College conscious of reproductive justice and of legislative attacks on people's bodies regarding health care. Their meetings are on Thursdays at 7 p.m. in Friends 207. To join, email icgenerationaction at gmail.com or follow icgenerationaction on Instagram. Want to get your organization's message on the air? 
email community at vicradio.org to connect with the campus community involvement director. Welcome back to Follow the Herd on VIC Radio. Well, now something that starts very soon is college basketball, the March Madness Tournament, one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, and we had a really pretty big week of basketball. I mean, I was watching every day. I was skipping class. Just kidding. Was not skipping class. For, for, for the Syracuse game, I think. I think everyone would know I'd skip class for Syracuse game. But no, I was not skipping class. But a lot of great basketball games on. ACC tournament, Big 12 tournament was really good. Really good last night. Jeez, Oklahoma State beat Baylor. Um, but no, right now, teams on the bubble, according to Joe Lenardi. Last four by, meaning the last four teams without having to play in, is VCU, UCLA, Michigan State, Louisville. Last four in, Syracuse, Drake, Utah State, St. Louis. First four out, Colorado State, Memphis, Boise State, Ole Miss. Next four out, Seton Hall, Xavier, St. John's, SMU. Those can switch now from now and tomorrow, or now and for you guys today. So um, you check those out. I don't, I don't think they're really going to switch, to be honest, because I'm thinking these teams. I'm looking at these teams, and I think all of them are pretty much done playing. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, Connor, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this uh, close bubble watch? You know, it's been it's been an incredible week of college basketball. Um, just some really, really good games. Um, the ACC tournament has definitely um, shown up. And although Duke uh, and Virginia who had the had the COVID positive or COVID positive and Virginia, who both had the COVID positive. But, you know. Duke played really well in their game against Louisville and UNC was playing really well. And, you know, I thought for sure UNC was going to win on Friday night. I just had a feeling I trusted the team. This isn't going to be the last time we see UNC. They're going to make the tournament and they could win a couple games. They could, but you know, I mean, as far as, last four by VCU, UCLA, Michigan State, Louisville. I think all of those hold up. Um, last four in. I think Syracuse is going to make it. I think they are. Um, I think the one thing that could have altered Syracuse making it is if Seton Hall was able to beat Georgetown last night and then advance to tonight's championship game against Creighton, which then in that case would have altered stuff. But since Georgetown did beat them, um, I think that is pretty much solidifying Syracuse into, I mean, at least the last four in. I mean, with that point, you know, Georgetown wins, they get that auto bid, so everything is going to shift. And I hate Georgetown, so I swear, Georgetown, if you win tonight, if you win tonight and you knock Syracuse off as, like, this redemption from being rivals for the longest time, you know, I already hate, I already hate Georgetown. Still going to hate them, even if they knock us out. Anyway, I don't. It's not Syracuse out. I don't think Syracuse had any reason. We dancing. They dancing. I got the orange right now. They are dancing. They are dancing. They looked so good this week. But, no, I don't think – I think Syracuse solidified that. I think St. Louis would get knocked out if Georgetown won uh, tonight against Creighton – yesterday against Creighton, I guess. Um, but, no, I think – I think these all checked out except Louisville. I Louisville had, like – 
six COVID problems throughout the whole year. Didn't play a full season. They didn't play Syracuse at all. I think they had canceled twice. So I, I don't know. It, I get it. It's COVID. Like, it shouldn't hurt you. But I don't I don't like them being on the last four by. I don't think they deserve it. I think they had a lot of issues that they could have prevented at the end of the day. I mean, I don't know. It's just – it's a really rough year. It's tough to say who deserves it, who not, if it's COVID reasons. A question for you, Matt, is do, do you know what the environment is going to be like in, in Indiana when they play? Are there going to be fans there, or is it a bubble where there's no fans? I don't remember. I, I hope it's because, a bubble without fans. <laughs> I really hope it's a bubble yes. without fans. I, I hope it is a bubble without fans so that the tournament can go off or go on and everyone is able to be safe and play the games. But as I remember March Madness, the it's fans a, control the games. The fans a, control the games. Limited number of in-person fans. I, I figured it was. Um, I'll tell you right now. It, it's I, going to be really interesting to watch um, with a limited number of fans how, how differently that can, that can alter a game. Because we know that they're going to be playing at Purdue University and they're going to be playing at Indiana University. So, I mean – those fans of those teams show up to those games when Purdue or Indiana are playing. That's an immense advantage. Immense. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the, – here's the thing. I think here's the NCAA is going to prevent it because they're not going to throw Purdue in the Purdue spot and, like, Indiana vice versa. They even do that anyways. Right. So, I, but at the end of the day, I think there's five, six, maybe seven or eight different venues. So it could end up being like that somehow. Um, but I, I think they're going to try to prevent that very much. I'm really worried about COVID issues because I, I think it's the NCAA tournament. I don't think you can really postpone a game necessarily because it's very yeah. fast paced. You know, it's, it's Thursday all the way to Sunday, and then again the next week, and then you know eventually goes Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday for the final game. Actually, Saturday, and then Monday for the final game. So I don't think you're gonna be able to prevent that. So we're gonna see, we're just gonna see a lot of teams just eliminated, which is kind of it. It stinks. I, I hope we don't see that. I hope we don't. Yeah, I hope we don't. No, I, I hope we don't either. I hope COVID is just not existent during the whole tournament, but the odds of that, I don't know. Because we saw Duke get COVID. I don't know, was that Wednesday? That was Wednesday, yeah. and then Virginia got it on Thursday. Yeah, like, like with Duke getting COVID, I was like, okay. They kind of had it. Well, they didn't have it coming, but they were traveling from Greensboro to Durham every night. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I'm, con I'm convinced it's an ego thing. But yeah, they were going. They were going home and back, and home and back. Makes no sense to be honest during COVID. And then Virginia gets it. I don't know why. Syracuse, luckily, didn't have anyone that tested positive. Kansas got it, and then I get. I think North Carolina AT. Can't tell you what what conference they're in, but they got it. I, I saw last night. So I'm hoping for a smooth NCAA tournament, but you never know. You really never well, know. Moving out of that, as we have in, 
climb that we're filming on Saturday. We have four really good championship games tonight, Matt. So as we hit right around the 40-minute mark, I just want to get us our uh, our picks for these. Then we'll move on to our GOAT question of the week. But first, Big 12 uh, championship game, number five seed Oklahoma State versus number three Texas. Texas was able to get in because, as we mentioned, Kansas had a COVID positive. Who's winning this game? Oklahoma State. I really think Oklahoma State's going to win this. I think Texas, you didn't play last night. I mean, so I think there's going to be a little – they probably practice, but I think there's going to be a little gap. Uh, but um, while uh, while they're playing, you know, not playing yesterday. in Oklahoma State, yes, they're the five seed, but they got Cade Cunningham, who is looking so good. He's, uh, he's solidifying that number one pick probably to the Timberwolves and his career is going to be done. But I, I got Oklahoma State here. I don't I think Cade Cunningham is going to have a really good game and they're just playing really good basketball, beating Baylor, who is a number one, number two. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll agree with you, Oklahoma State there. I'm their Their performance against Baylor in the second half last night really, really showed me that Oklahoma State is a team to really watch out for. Uh, we move over into the Big East. Eight seed Georgetown, two seed Creighton. Obviously, we know Matt wants Creighton to win for Syracuse's sake. Creighton's going to win the game. Creighton will win. Creighton will win. Um, Yeah, end of that. ACC. Uh, The the tournament that I've been watching the most all week is the ACC. Um, Really, really competitive games. Georgia Tech was able to get into the finals because of the Virginia um, COVID positive. And Florida State was able to win by three last night over UNC. Who's winning this game? Let me tell you right now. If Virginia – here's what they should have done. Here's what I was thinking. Team gets eliminated because of COVID. The loser goes in to play the team. So there's no, you know, teams going to the finals automatically. But obviously that's not how it works. I think – Syracuse probably left that day um, to go back home. But I think if Syracuse played Georgia Tech, I think they would have won. I really think they would have won. They were playing flawless basketball. But anyway, back to the game. I think Florida State's going to win. And I think, look, Josh Pastner, you've coached a really good Georgia Tech team. I just don't think they have enough for Florida State. They're a very defensive team. They know how to move the ball. They're very deep. Players-wise, you know, I think they use 11 players, which is really insane given that a college basketball team is around 15. Uh, and most of them are walk-ons, especially with ACC teams. Or not most of the, the bench warmers are walk-ons, especially with ACC teams. So I'm going to go Florida State. They're just a more complete team. And, you know, I'm trusting Leonard Hamilton. Yeah, I have to go with Florida State here as well. And I think just the biggest thing that got UNC last night and which has gotten a lot of Florida State's competitors all year is just the size of their team. They have just so many big bodies that they're able to put out on the court and be be very defensive and shut down um, the offensive scheme of the opposite team. So I think for that reason, I think Florida State is going to be the ACC champions. Our last game that we have here, it's the Pac-12, Oregon State versus Colorado. Colorado beat USC last night. I don't remember who Oregon State played. Um, but Oregon. you know what? Championship game, Oregon. Championship game, who wins? I'm going to go with Colorado. I think they're going to win six at this point. 
I didn't go with them last night or Friday night against USC. And, you know, it was a really close game, but Colorado ended up winning off of an insane, I'm pretty sure, tip in. Um, yeah. But no, I think Colorado wins this. I, I haven't been paying attention to the Pac-12 at all. So Oregon State, if you win, congrats. I I, I just have no idea really anything about the, the Pac-12. Yeah, I you know I agree with you there. Pac-12 really hasn't caught my eye much throughout this championship uh, tournament week, but I'm going to agree with you and go Colorado. They they played really good last night, and they've they've been a hot team, and I think they're going to solidify a uh, Pac-12 championship. Quickly before we go to break, Big Ten tournament that championship is Sunday today. Uh, Recording this, we have no idea who's in it. We just know the final four. Out of the final four, who do you think it's going to be? Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State. I still have to go Michigan. I I, I have to. Um, I don't trust Ohio State. They were in an overtime game against Purdue um, on Friday. And, you know, Purdue, they played their hearts out and they were able to come back from that 12 point deficit in the second half. And then in overtime, it was just too much, but you know, I just don't trust Ohio state. I said it here on follow the herd that I think that they could be a team to watch out for. That's on upset alert in round one of the tournament. Uh, it's gotta be Michigan. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Michigan. I think, you know, we saw Joan Howard get ejected yesterday or Friday. Um, but now I think Michigan it's just a better team. Illinois can easily beat them, though. It's going to be a really good game, especially because of the games that we saw beforehand. Um, but no, you know, uh, I'm really excited for Selection Sunday. I'm going to be watching with the orange in my hand, even though it's pretty much bruised. I don't know if you could see it, Connor. Um, yeah, it's, it's, looks pretty, it's, looks, looks pretty bruised. It's, it's been through a lot. It's been through a lot of rough games. Um, you know, that, that Duke game really put it, put it through the uh, got a lot of bruises but no really excited about college basketball we're going to go to break and then when we come back we're going to do the goat uh, goat question of the week given by me last week Connor gave it so um, yep we're going to go to a break on VIC radio we will be back hey besties if you love VIC radio as much as we do you want to know what's going on in the studio or you want to stay in the VIC loop, why not follow us on our Twitter at VIC Radio and our Instagram, which is also at VIC Radio. Keep listening to the best of what's next, your favorite indie music station. Welcome back to Follow the Herd on VIC Radio. This is our third episode where every Sunday, 1 to 2 p.m., tune in every Sunday. We got the go question of the week, so you guys don't know. Follow the Herd, spinoff of our podcast on YouTube. Go check it out. It's Goat Chat. Um, so this is the Goat question of the week. First week, it was the greatest athlete of all time. Second week, it was the greatest team of all time. Now I'm going to go to the greatest sport of all time. The difference between this question is I know, Connor, we're going to agree. It's the NFL. We're going to agree on that. So I want to rank these sports so we're not just agreeing here and this segment lasts a minute. So the sports that we're going to rank, the MLB, the NBA, NCAA basketball, NCAA football, NFL, NHL, and then soccer. 
Now, the reason why I did the difference between NCAA football and NFL instead of just football in general, because I think they're very, they're two very different sports, in my opinion. And same thing with the NBA and NCAA basketball. And if we left out any sports, we apologize. This is the list. I didn't want to make a really long list because that would just be really problematic because, <coughs> excuse me, we'd forget um, where the heck we put everything. So, Connor, I'm going to give you the floor first. Or do you want to go one, two? Do you want to go one, two, three, like each of us? Or do you want to just say all yours first? We can alternate. Let's alternate. So, you know, you mentioned that you, you know me well enough to know that my number one team, the greatest sport of all time, is the NFL. I grew up on the NFL, um, was raised into it. My dad, huge Jets fan, brought me into the Jets fan. Um, maybe not the best thing that he's done, you know, all the, all the heartache of – of the years of the Jets, but you know, the, the NFL, it's just got that. I have such a commitment to the NFL and I, I mentioned earlier in the show how excited I am about free agency. It's just so fun. And watching the games is electric and a lot of fun, but the off season is where I have, I have my fun seeing where all the different players are going to go and the draft and everything. So yeah, the NFL has to be the greatest sport of all time for me. I know you're going to agree. So you can give your analysis. I'm very lucky. I will say that because my dad, well, it's, it's a Steelers. So like, you know, I, I wouldn't be as bad in a situation as you, which I respect you a lot for being a Jets fan in general, but no, my dad let me actually choose my own team. So I'm very lucky about that. He didn't force me into a terrible towel or anything. Um, no, I'm, I'm very lucky for that. He's probably watching. So I just want to give a huge shout out to you, dad. For not making me <laughs> forced forcing me to be a Steelers fan uh, because I'd probably hate the Packers to be honest after that Super Bowl. But um, my first is the NFL. I literally live and breathe the NFL. It's the I know the most with the NFL. I can watch any NFL game. I watch NFL Red Zone every week if the Packers if the Packers are playing. I watch NFL Red Zone every week, so it's going to be the NFL. Now, two through seven is probably going to be very problematic for us. We're going to – I think I feel like we're just going to switch things around. So, second, who do you got, Connor? What's second, I have the MLB. Second, I have the MLB. I, I, grew, I grew up as a baseball player. Um, my uncle, my uncle, another little family shout-out, a huge Yankees fan. So, I, I got my Yankee fan fandom ship through him. Um, I remember going to a lot of Yankee games with him and sitting there just talking a bunch of Yankee baseball. So – I, I am a huge MLB fan because of my uncle and a huge Yankee fan because of my uncle. And I've played baseball throughout my entire life. So I enjoy watching the sport. A lot of people say it might be a little bit of a boring sport to watch. Completely disagree. Uh, as you yawn at me, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the MLB at number two. Um, number two, I am going to go with NCAA basketball. I think I think part of the reason why I'm going to NCAA basketball is because where I lived, Syracuse, um, that's where I grew up, just outside of Syracuse, actually, just in case anyone fact checks me on that and says I'm wrong, just outside of Syracuse. Um, so I think that's really why it's high up there for me, uh, because of my fandom and because of March Madness, too. It's just phenomenal. Um, I make, I actually, a little tidbit, I make... 37 brackets, I think, was two years ago. Going to try to hit for 40 this year. 
it's 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 an it's it's really bad. Like I don't know because the the ESPN brackets, app, the ESPN app may, lets you make like twenty. So I make twenty there. I usually print out a couple, just because I like highlighting like my winners. It feels you get a sense of like pride, and plus I'm really aiming for that perfect close to perfect bracket. I've also yeah, like I've had very I've had some success, especially as a kid with the NCAA basketball bracket. But nonetheless, we got an episode to talk about. So I'm gonna win NCAA basketball number two. Connor, who's your third? What's your my third? third is the N- my, my, my third is the NBA. Um, you know, I, I could see NBA overtaking the MLB if I was a fan of like the Knicks or the Nets and the games are always televised, but trust me, I don't like the Knicks and I don't like the Nets. I'm a Heat fan. And you know, the Heat games, they play down in Florida, so they're not widely televised. So I'm not able to watch my favorite team all that often. So, so that puts them third because I do enjoy watching them. And it was great when they were in the playoffs last year and I was able to watch every game. But NFL and MLB just ranked higher than the NBA. But still, huge fan of the NBA, one of the greatest sports. Three through five for me are very interchangeable. Like, this is me right now. And if you ask me, like, I don't know, six months beforehand, it would probably be different. But my third is right now is NHL, hockey, you know, um, I like watching hockey. I've started to watch it more uh, this year to, for this season. And I've really just started to like it. My my brother is a huge hockey fan, actually. Um, really the one who got me into it at the end of the day. Um, so, no, my brother actually, like, watches hockey, like, every night. It's pretty insane. He's a, he's a huge hockey fan. I think that's his favorite sport, to be honest, too. Um, but, no, hockey's my third for me. I know – see, I know that – I knew that we were going to have a really different – because I'm looking at my – this is going to be really different just between us other than the first one. Fourth one, we we honestly could agree on the fourth one, though, I think. I think we are going to. My fourth one's NCAA football. Um, I, I really enjoy watching college football. And I enjoy watching college football for the reason of my number one pick in the NFL, which is the seeing the players who are going to be coming into the league and, and seeing the talent. But also, like, I enjoy watching the games. I think NCAA football games are a lot more competitive and fun to watch than NFL games because they're not getting paid and they're trying to prove themselves. Where in the NFL, they have their paycheck at the end of the day. If their team is 2-14, and 14, they're still getting their millions of dollars. NCAA football, those kids play with heart, and, and I value that. So I, I, I have NCAA football at four. I think it's the other way around, to be honest. With competitiveness, I, I think I see more competitiveness in the NFL, but it's also depending on what the game is, like who who's playing. But fourth, we can agree. I could mess my list up so we don't agree, but we do agree, NCAA football. Um, I don't necessarily have a favorite team. I like Wisconsin. I've liked Wisconsin ever since I was a kid. Um, just a connection between Green Bay and Wisconsin. Syracuse, I like them. They're just really frustrating to watch. Um, but no, I, I really like watching SEC football. I've started to watch SEC football. I think Jalen towards Jalen Hurts and Tua's time, probably after Jalen Hurts when Jalen Hurts was benched. I got a Burrow jersey like right behind me. I know you guys can't see me uh, listening to the radio, but I got a Burrow jersey right behind me. I got a Tua jersey at home. Um, I was thinking about collecting jerseys of the winners, but I just didn't. 
end up doing that. But no, NCAA football is definitely my fourth. The only thing I don't like about NCAA football is sometimes it's just blowouts. Like it's just blowout yeah, after blowout. Yeah, that's, that, that's fair. That's fair. You know, because you have – I feel like there's a there's a distance between the high-caliber teams, the middle of the pack, and then the, the really bad teams. But NCAA football is my fourth. Who's your fifth? My fifth is NCAA basketball. Um, and, you know, I say that because I, I follow NCAA basketball, but I loosely follow it. And then I get super into it around this time when, when it's March Madness and championship tournament week and stuff like that. This is when I really get into NCAA basketball because I do enjoy watching it. But, you know, throughout the season, like, I'm not the biggest fan. Like, I don't have a real team that I root for. I am a fan of the Syracuse Orange, but I don't tune into every single game and watch unlike my, my co-host here, Matt, who's got an orange sitting next to him. But, you know, th- this is the time that I get into college basketball, so I haven't fit. Can I, can I say what you texted me the other day? What you asked me? Oh, what, about the zone? Yeah, he goes, he texted me. He's like, does Syracuse always run the, the, the zone? And I thought you were kidding. Like, I generally, I was like, What? What, why is he asking me this? Nothing. I'm not. I'm not gonna come on here and say you're a fake fan. I really don't care. You know, you were still cheering for Syracuse. I can care less if you didn't know that. But Jim Beheim does run. He's run two three zone. He doesn't like. He's such a stubborn coach that he won't run man. Maybe like maybe if like they a, didn't run. Maybe if they didn't run zone, that three pointer doesn't go in. Maybe they have a, a little bit more of a lockdown and the zone zone doesn't crash. I know, Connor. Maybe <laughs> I, maybe, I know. maybe they're still playing. I know. I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah, I've, I've thought about that, too. Like, there was times where I was frustrated with Bayheim that they kept running the zone. But that's literally what he does. And, I, and like, in Syracuse, like I was saying, that's literally what everyone does. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, but, no, like, Rackley, I would do two, three. Rackley, we'd run 2-3 zone. Like, AAU would run 2-3 zone. High school would usually run 2-3 zone, depending – uh, what your coach liked. But my fifth one is the NBA. Um, I don't hate the NBA. Like, I watch it. Like, I watch – I can watch all these sports, to be honest. But I don't hate the NBA. It's just what I don't like about the NBA is the, sometimes there's a lack – sometimes there's a lack of defense. And it seems like there's a lack of people trying. And, you know, it gets good during the NBA Finals, but – I would not – I'm not a huge fan. You know, the 76ers, I watch those games, but I don't sit down and watch a really good game usually. But I would I would honestly take one NCAA, like, March Madness game, then 20 NBA Finals games. Interesting. Like, I don't know. It's just I'm not a huge fan of the NBA. And especially, well, you know, like – we- when we were growing up, the Warriors had like a super team. I can't stand that. Like super teams, no, I don't. I don't like it. I'm gonna give my last two because they can be interchangeable. I'm not fans of either of the sports, NHL and soccer. They can go either way. Not huge fans. I have the NHL above soccer because I would rather turn on hockey than soccer. But those can be interchangeable. Six is soccer. I watch U.S. Women's National Team a lot. And last, the worst sport, MLB. Awful. Follow the herd on VIC Radio. Go follow us on Instagram. Um, you will be back next Sunday, live in studio.